It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly sunny today. Highs in 60 degrees. Clear and cold tonight. Lows drop to around the freezing mark. Watch for some early frost Friday morning, then sunny and a high of 66. Lows reach the mid-30s Friday night. Warming back up on Saturday. Highs at 72 degrees with a low of 43. And we'll bring in some clouds, maybe some showers coming in on Sunday with a high of 70. Currently 34 degrees in Lynchburg, 32 in Bedford, 34 in Roanoke, 31 in Danville, 35 in Salem, and 31 in Appomattox. Well, this morning we're pleased to have Scott McFarland with us. He's the CBS News correspondent, and uh, we're here to talk to you about uh, Trump. There's a lot of Trump in the headlines these days for a man who's not in office anymore, isn't there? Yeah, so many investigations are underway. It's hard to avoid that. I mean, add the search at Mar-a-Lago, the January 6th investigation, in New York over taxes and money, and Georgia over efforts to overturn the election. There's a lot of balls in the air. That's that's for sure. Uh, and of course, we also have this, uh, this new um, book that's going to be coming out, the eight hours of recorded conversations between Trump and Bob Woodward, and then uh, reporter Bob Costa, who was, who was with the Washington Post at the time, now with CBS, that's going to be released next week. And the audio clips that have been released so far indicate that the former president knew of the sensitivity of at least some of those records that he had in his possession as president, and that, according to the court filings and the notices from the National Archives, he may have had it in his possession at Mar-a-Lago when they were seized August 8th. All of this underscores the significance of that at singular investigation, the Mar-a-Lago records investigation, which is kinetic, it's still moving, and no one seems to know the trajectory it's headed toward. Well, it's kind of hard to know the trajectory of anything uh, these days, especially when it comes to to Trump. Uh, I was reading an article last night talking about where the U.S. District Judge David Carter uh, is now saying that some of the emails that uh, show that Trump knew voter fraud numbers were inaccurate before he signed off on their use in a lawsuit. Yeah, and that that order is significant. This is from California Federal Judge David Carter, who was trying to adjudicate this issue of should John Eastman, that 11th-hour Trump legal advisor, hand over more emails to the January 6th committee? And the judge says, yeah, you got to hand over more of those records. And that's that's important, but not nearly as important as the words used by the judge in the order. The judge says, in so many words, it's more likely than not that Trump engaged in the obstruction of an official proceeding, a violation of U.S. code, another way of calling it a crime. And he said that there's evidence presented so far that the former president knowingly espoused voter fraud claims he knew to be false. So it's what the judge said more than what the judge ruled. I think that's significant here. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting. A lot of the um, the surveys that are out there are showing that people in America don't care. They're yep. getting really frustrated with this, this January 6th, the money that's being thrown into it, the time that's being put into it, uh, when Americans are struggling financially. Um, uh, Trump did submit a sworn deposition uh, in a defamation case. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, two different things there. Let me take yeah. the first part. First. Okay. Um, 
yeah, the polling has been crystal clear that there's an overwhelming number of Americans, according to a New York Times poll, 72% who believe democracy is in danger. Thing is, very few of them care about it or will mobilize their vote according to it. Uh, there are candidates out there, Democratic candidates, who say you know, inflation is a problem. Gas prices are a problem. Those are temporary problems. The unbinding of American democracy is permanent. If you let it fall, it may never come back. But voters well, at this it, point are mobilized it, by inflation and prices. It may feel like it's uh, temporary, but it, it doesn't really feel temporary when you have a commander-in-chief who refuses to even acknowledge it. Well, it's a pernicious issue. I mean, gas prices and grocery prices are a pernicious political issue. They smack you across the face every day. When you go to the gas pump a couple times a week, you get hit. You go to the grocery store every Saturday morning, you get hit. It is a challenging political issue for the party in power. And unequivocally, the Democrats recognize that or should. They should, but do you really think they do? Well, I mean... That's a political question better best left to political advisors and political analysts. But I could say that Democrats recognize that this is an issue that voters are, are being mobilized by. Whether they're responding properly or thoroughly enough is a question for Democratic strategy. Yeah, we, we um, had a conversation yesterday here on the show where, uh, you know, they, it seems as though President Biden and uh, the Democratic Party seems to want to make the Roe versus Wade the key issue when it comes to the midterms. And, and, and as is evident this week, the, the, the right. president did events on both issues. He did an abortion rights speech on Tuesday. He did a gas prices speech yesterday. So they're trying to have both you know, both balls in the air at the same time here. Um, but that said, um, the CBS News battleground tracker polling we're doing indicates pretty sizable advantage for Republicans. And the cross tabs of those polls show it's because voters are mobilized by inflation and economic issues in this moment. They seem to be edging towards Republicans to solve those problems. Right, right. They're they're more worried about the uh, the babies that they have and feeding them uh, than they are about Roe versus Wade. No doubt about that. So back to this other topic. Uh, yesterday, uh, Trump did submit a swarm deposition in a defamation case brought by a woman who says that she was raped in a dressing room. In the mid-90s. Now, he's denying those claims. What do we know about that? Yeah, this is a defamation suit. So it's a civil case, not a criminal case. It'll Which is easier issue. to win, usually. Um, yeah, the, the, the threshold for, for, for prevailing in court is lower in a civil case than in a criminal case. Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, the defamation allegation goes against the former president, according to the plaintiff here, because he claimed publicly it didn't happen, or that it was a lie. E. Jean Carroll, the New York writer, is arguing that constituted defamation. Um, but the former president sitting for a deposition in the civil suit is going to be noteworthy in any context, and that's why it was noteworthy yesterday when, after this long, seemingly winding legal path, he finally sat down for a deposition. The outtakes of that deposition we likely will not hear anytime soon, um, or the specifics of what the questioning and answering was, but it's noteworthy when a former president sits for a civil deposition, no matter what. Right. So I know none of us have a, a crystal ball or, or anything, uh, but based on, on the things that you're covering right now, uh, when it comes to Trump, what are your thoughts about him running again in 2024? He's given every indication he's leaning in that direction and that um, keeping his powder dry until after the midterm elections, uh, potentially with the risk of you know, making himself the issue in the midterm elections and making himself the issue in the midterm elections. 
may help Democratic chances. Um, in August, Democrats hit a wave of momentum, including winning a very contested special election in New York when abortion rights was a primary issue that was moving voters. It seems to have receded a bit as a mobilizing issue. But we I'll note and underscore this. Former president isn't talking about that abortion rights ruling in his many rallies, in his many speeches. I'll be interested to see how he positions himself, what he says about that Supreme Court ruling and the legislation that's come since, if and when he's a candidate again. His silence has been notable on that issue since June. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. It it has been. Now, um, Cohen came out and he says Trump's not going to run again in 2024 did you uh, did you see any of that it's a fun parlor game to a degree i mean who's going to run who's not going to run you know, but it's also a premature <clears throat> debate when you're 19 days away from what is clearly a pivotal midterm election absolutely so much at stake and, and, and it's quite clear that control of the u.s house is in jeopardy for the democrats and control of the u.s senate is a similar peril mm-hmm these issues to transcend 2024 and i think I've, I've, I've noted the discipline of the parlor game considering how much is at stake in november well uh, as a person who is a small government person uh and i've said this before much to uh my hate mail that i've received i i don't want trump to run again i really don't i don't think it would be good for the country for that to happen uh that being said uh, you know i think it's a very real possibility that he may i thought it was interesting that michael cohen said that he he probably won't run because uh, it'll destroy his political fundraising grift. So uh, I thought that was an interesting take on it, for sure. You've got to keep the possibility out there for relevance. Any would-be candidate or anybody trying to be relevant in the political political discourse has to at least flirt with the opportunity of running in the future to stay relevant. So he's going to keep that option open until the very last minute when he makes his decision. I'm sure you're right. Scott McFarland, CBS correspondent, thank you so much for joining us on The Morning Jam. We enjoyed our conversation with you. Anytime. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting stuff. I hadn't really thought about the fact that he really hasn't addressed a whole lot. He has a little bit, but the Roe versus Wade. So, I don't know. Coming up, we're going to lighten things up a little bit as we have Colt coming in from We Fix Stupid Computers. He's going to be talking about some of the best gifts you can give uh, tech-wise for the holiday season. And how do we protect ourselves from becoming one of those folks where your credit card information ends up on the dark web? All that is coming up here on The Morning Jam. Good morning. Welcome to Thursday on the Morning Jam. Now, as we are getting closer to the holidays, we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, those gifts that you're going to want to be giving in 2022. Uh, You need to be shopping a a little bit earlier, probably, if you can, just because prices have gone up so much. We've got Colt from We Fix Stupid Computers. Good morning, guys. In here this morning. Good Good morning, morning. Colt. Thank you for the coffee and the goodies. You're always so good. I told you not to, and you did it anyway. You just, you know, caffeine is one of those things in the morning I feel like you just need to have. Yeah, well, some, some of, get their caffeine some of us more than others. I any names, and <laughs> others get it through coffee. That's right. So we're talking about uh, gifts for 2022. 
There lot, are some cool things out there, yes. There are, and, and I will confess, I have more trouble shopping for guys than I do for the girls on my list. What do you get the guys who have everything, right? Right, right. a new right. toy. A new toy. Well, Apple's got some new AirPods. They're called AirPod Max. But what's interesting is these are over-the-ear AirPods. What is that? Over-the-ear? It's a headphone. They're headphones. Oh, gosh. So they're headphones. But they're really cool. You know, with Apple, with the design of Apple, they have the sleek design. They always have the, you know, the <clears throat> the aero, aero design and everything. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I've said for a long time, I think it would be neat to shrink down the wearable technology. And now they've come out, or there's this company, I believe it's called Aura, that has a smart ring. And I think that's pretty cool. I'm not so much on the smart watch. I, I just like my... I like my analog watch. My watch, it's a titanium metal. It's solar powered. It's classic. I haven't wound it or put a battery in it in 20 years. And I just love my watch. I love the analog watch. But the, I, I the like smart watch. Smart, I like my smart you watch. You like the smart watch. Well, you can my put different. Apple watch. Oh, you've got one. That is very yeah, cool. My Apple. And I can do uh, a design <clears throat> that looks like a uh, like a regular watch. Who's that? Do you have a um, screensaver on there? Is that a face? That's a face, yeah. So it's like a regular watch face. But then it also tells me the temp. My like activity for the day, the battery, sure. and if I have a text message, I do. I do like that. I do. I so, do, so yeah. you're saying instead of a a smart watch, it's a what? It's a smart ring. A it's ring. A ring, but it monitors your vital signs and it monitors your health and things like that. But a lot of people just use smart watches for health, and those are really good. There's different smart watches. Some people don't want the um, the all the bells and whistles of the Apple Watch, but they'll use um, other small watches. That Fitbit. Just do, the Fitbit. My wife uses the Fitbit. It's really cool. She still gets so, notified from messages and things. So tell me how a smart ring works. Um, well, it's going to have the sensors in it that monitor your pulse, your oxygen levels. It's going to monitor your heart rate because you've got all that in your finger. You've got a pulse in your finger. And, wow. and it's going to have the same. It's just shrunken down technology, but it's not as obnoxious. I think in your face and it's going to have to be some type of bluetooth which will probably communicate with your smartphone with your phone because it's going to have there's no display on it you know so it's going to have to say that um so they're very the, manly looking though very are they oh you're looking them up yeah i am yeah. i mean some of them are i mean they're kind of cool yeah looking yeah, yeah. that's your wedding band is <laughs> smart well the, right. but that's some what it looks bands, like yeah, yeah some of the was... newer wedding bands were that um um what is it the i got it color? i figured it out why you know, titanium. women titanium. need to track yeah. their men so they get the smart ring as the wedding band so they can track their whereabouts. That is that is a good point. You can so, do that with their phone. You, can, <laughs> you don't yeah, need that. Yeah. You can um, slip a tile in their wallet. Uh, Bose has some audio sunglasses. That's kind of cool. My, my mom, my, both my parents have those. The audio sunglasses? Yes. And the speakers I, are on the side? Yeah, and so like it's like the headphones that you would put and they don't go in your ear. They're like great night. It's the weirdest thing, but it's some of the best sound like... You well, it's right there at your ear. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's right there at your ear. So. Remember the glasses, like Google glasses, yeah. they kind of died. But the, so I can see the uh, the audio, the audio sunglasses would be cool because uh, you can't see their eyes. You know, they're you're laying on the beach, but yet you have this the stereo with this you. This is a fun conversation. I know all this stuff. Yeah, well, how about this one? Have you seen this one? So with, um, I guess with COVID and everything, UV cleaners have gotten hot. Yeah. Okay. And we do see um, when stuff comes into the shop, you know. Many customers are listening. I love you all, but some of your laptops are absolutely filthy. And so we clean <laughs> all the laptops. We wipe them down, but we use a disinfectant. We use a uh, organic disinfector and everything. But some, that's the very first thing we do with the laptops that come in. Um, but the wireless charging and UV cleaner combos, where it's a little thing that sits on the desk and you can just stick your phone down in it. Um, I think, think people are afraid. I think people are afraid of, like, you know, 
mm-hmm. ruining it because they say you can't just spray anything on your screens. You can't just do, you know. You, you, yeah, and the thing is, some of these cleaners, if you read, this is a whole separate conversation, but some of these cleaners, when you read, like Clorox or bleach or even Windex, you're not supposed to touch it afterwards. Like if you clean the surface, you're supposed to wipe it with water. So we, I use an organic cleaner. If anybody's curious, they can call me. We can talk about that later. But this is something where you can clean it. It kills the germs, and you can touch it afterwards. Um, but, yeah, you are. People People are um, a little paranoid. Um, self-cleaning water bottles. How about that? Self-cleaning water bottles. There's a lid with a UV light in the top. Wow. Now, I will tell you, in our house, we have... Because that's the problem I have with the stainless water bottles. <laughs> yes. Have you ever taken the ring off? Your um, what are, what are the um? Oh, uh, the, the showerhead? Yetis? No, 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 no. Yeah, the yetis. yetis. No, yeah. no, not the showerhead. Showerheads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took the ring off the showerhead this morning. I we're talking about I, water bottles. You I go to showerhead. No, he said, he said the thing. And it, mm. the, the way he was just ring, we're moving on. Okay. <laughs> and there's there's like black underneath of it. So there's um. So we have a light. We have a filter in our house. A whole house filter for our well. And we have the UV light filter. It's the coolest thing. And it's got a UV light in it and the um, the water passes through. So the, the water bottles with the UV light on top I thought was um, was was pretty cool. Of course, there's the classic, um, and this I don't think will ever die, the uh, Polaroid Instant Camera. I had that when I was a kid. And you would hit the button and it spits out the picture. And then you watch it and the picture develops in front of you. Right. I know millennials and yeah, these kids—they love this, and this has been around for stinking forty years. I know, and it's come back around. I did a wedding, and that—that was the the thing they were doing. They are cool. Yeah, Uh, I worked with a guy, and um, his—and there's no change in that. I mean, that's what you really look like. You can't do a filter on that one. Right. I worked (laughs) with a guy that always would say 360, baby. Every 360 things would come around. Every 30 years, things come around. Um, and of course, there's always the VR headsets. They're really cool. Have you ever put on a VR headset? They make me sick. Well, my son-in-law brought one to the house, and it was really cool, and I was fighting Darth Vader because I love Star Wars, of course. You know. I busted my knuckle uh, doing a, the boxing game, and I punched a chair. <laughs> my gosh. And you're in this wall. Like, if you step forward, you see the grid. Yeah. But I, was, I like um, hiking, but I have this real fear of heights, especially if I get up like 3,000 feet. 4, and that doesn't feet. bother you when you put those on? Because oh, I have it vertigo, it and does. it really bothers it me. It doesn't give me vertigo. But I feel like it could be a training for me. But so my son-in-law put me on top of a mountain. And when I look over the edge, I was like up in Glacier National Park, 4,000 feet down. And, uh, you know, when we went to Glacier, we're driving in the car and there's a guardrail. Well, sometimes there's a guardrail. Sometimes there's not. Right. But um, this was this was really cool. So there's some really cool tech gadgets out there, um, along with new phones and laptops and okay. all of that. So. Hmm. So So as we're shopping online, and a lot of people are, although we encourage you to shop local when you can, um, some of the things that you're talking about, you may or may not be able to get locally. Um, And a lot of information is being stolen online. Uh, We just had that story last week where all of these credit cards were moved over to the dark web. What are the best ways for people to protect themselves when they're shopping online? So first of all, the dark web, let me just take a second to define that. Uh, what the dark web is, there are websites that don't register with the Google search engine. You can't find them by Googling them. There's ways, um, and it's way be above me. I, I'm not a security expert, but they don't register. So you're, that's where they put stuff out there with it. Um, ways you can protect yourself online. 
Um, don't give any um, information to any just any site. Make sure it's a trusted site. That's number one. <clears throat> when you go in to buy something and you look at the browser, it used to be you would look at the first part of the address of the browser. Make sure it said HTTPS, S for secure. Now the browsers, Google Chrome, Firefox, Edge, they take that part off, but they put a little padlock there. And they know, and most websites now are going to be secure. And it's encrypted. When you key something in, your information goes encrypted and no one can see it. But don't buy things from random sites. I still I like to use Amazon because of the return policy, but just make sure you have a secure site. And you and look for that little lock <laughs> look for the little to the lock. left. Yes, look for the little lock. Yes. So, um, you know, make sure you have a strong password when you log into these sites. Um, I'm as guilty as the next guy. Using the um, same thing over yeah, and over. And I use, um, shh, don't tell anybody. I, I usually have three passwords. I have like the junky throwaway password if I just need to register something. I have the more secure password. And then I have the, the really secure password for like financial sites that we go into. But you should ch at least still change your password on a regular basis. Um, you know, please don't post any sensitive information on, on social websites. I don't know who would do that, but some people might. But they do. They do. They do. And email is not secure. Um, don't send like your social security number. And I don't know why you would, but don't send a, your credit card number via an email. And um, that's that's one thing there. So, and there's several others we can. Maybe we can well, post those up on sure. our, our Facebook page. Um, yeah. Colt, thanks so much for coming in this You're morning. Always we fun. always enjoy having you come in. Those were some fun gift ideas, I think, for christmas this year so Stay safe for 2022 absolutely we've got <laughs> wdvj7 right. coming up here very shortly they'll get you all your headlines for the roanoke area lynchburg area and the south side and we'll also take a look at your forecast which is a little bit chilly but appropriate for this time of year you're listening to the morning jam i'm janet rose this is the virginia talk radio network It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly sunny today. Highs at 60 degrees. Clear and cold tonight. Lows drops around the freezing mark. Watch for some early frost Friday morning, then sunny and a high of 66. Lows reach the mid-30s Friday night. Warming back up on Saturday. Highs at 72 degrees with a low of 43. And we'll bring in some clouds, maybe some showers coming in on Sunday with a high of 70. Currently 35 degrees in Appomattox, 37 in Salem, 32 in Danville, 36 in Roanoke, 36 in Bedford, and 37 degrees in Lynchburg this morning. Five Flags Car Wash lost cash and suffered significant damage to the building and equipment after two people broke in earlier this week. That's what Campbell County Sheriff's Office said. Surveillance video shows that uh, two people arrive in a car that had been stolen during a burglary in Pennsylvania County. The two were seen on video damaging the building, stealing items. The incident happened between 1245 and 145 a.m. on the 18th. Campbell County Sheriff's Office offered descriptions of the two people. A white male with a thin build wearing a burgundy or dark shirt, camo pants, and a handgun with a mask and a ball cap. 
A white female with average build wearing a gray pullover, pants, stocking cap, mask, and knee-high rubber boots. On the same day, they received a call around 1.40 p.m. about a car fire beside the railroad tracks in Campbell County. The vehicle was the same stolen car used in the car wash incident. Anyone with information, perhaps recognizing the folks in the video, uh, their voices, or any other features, are asked to contact the Brookneal Police Department. The University of Lynchburg is partnering with CATS to provide a trunk or treat event. The goal of the Halloween-themed event is to allow kids with medical needs to feel inclusive in fun activities. CATS is an organization that helps kids get paired with adaptive tools like wheelchairs free of charge. John Naples, the organization manager at uh, Children's Assistive Technology Services, says CATS is serving families saving families thousands of dollars he says a basic adaptive wheelchair without all the bells and whistles will probably run anywhere from three thousand to six thousand dollars standing frames are four thousand five thousand insurance they'll they will pay for one but they will not pay for another five years it's a halloween themed event to allow kids to uh for all all needs to go at the university of lynchburg It'll be next Saturday, October 29th from 10 to 2. So fun event for Halloween. And if you think about it, you know, this is a, a great event for the kids to get costumes. I always love the, the creativity of the, you know, kids with wheelchairs, the costumes they'll do. Oh, yeah. We've seen some really great costumes over the years. So a uh, fun event happening next weekend in uh, University of Lynchburg. I can't believe Halloween is almost it's here. here. It's it's practically here. Uh, well, no one is immune to skyrocketing prices as inflation grips the U.S. That includes a library on the south side. The Gretna branch of the Pennsylvania County Public Library is undergoing renovations. Library officials are seeing higher prices for supplies, and they're having to make some tweaks to stay on budget. Library Director Rhonda Griffin said three picnic tables that were priced initially when they were planning this uh, rehaul were priced uh, in 2019 for $5,000. When they check them again to order them, the price is $9,000. That's for the children's reading area. $9,000 for three picnic tables. That's crazy. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, a lot of companies are just raising their price. It's almost, like it's almost like a bait and switch where they raise the price when you get there. Yeah, it's because it's probably the same picnic tables that have been sitting there. It is. Since, it is. Uh, yeah, I um, had to go to my mechanic and I asked him a price on to do something, and he quoted me a price. Good guy. I would do it, but I was like, really? He said, yeah, it's just uh, the labor. Labor is what's pushing up his prices. Mm. Uh, they did manage to get them down to around six thousand dollars, so that was good. That's they pushed back. Goal. I'll take three. Well, they they pushed they pushed <laughs> back. Uh, says we've gotten a few things that we priced that were just more than we expected now uh we've been able to find some local folks she said the same thing happened when it came time to purchase a privacy screen fence for the children's reading garden she said she wasn't sure of uh, the price that they were able or if they were able to get a deal uh she says we looked online found that uh to be ordered and sent to us uh it was going to be a more beneficial for us to go local which is better anyway and she said uh, phases one and two are finished and they're hoping that the entire project will be completed by next fall but with these prices who knows i have an idea for them to uh maybe maybe help save some money in the long run uh if there's any 
you know, people who know scouters listening, right. that could be an Eagle project. That Eagle Scout project, yeah. How about you find that? the lowest price? I just, no, I just recommended that to, to somebody last week because I worked with Eagle Scouts to do some of our projects downtown when we needed, like we needed a gingerbread house built. And we had a, this great kid who was an Eagle Scout and he came and I mean, he did everything. He got everything donated. He did the work. I mean, it, and they get the experience in doing it. And they yep. get the experience. It's, it's uh, I was as an Eagle Scout, you know, my, my project was beating us, beating, building a seating, oh. <laughs> a, a, a seating area at a dog park. Um, and it, it's actually really cool. Like, you know, now you go back there, you see that. Yeah. And it's, so it's now I have a dog. Like, it's going to be cool when I eventually get to bring Hokey to, like, the dog park that I helped. And, you know, I, I participated in, and many helped with Eagle Projects. And I think this is this something that uh, that can be done. I I love Scouts, and I think it's it's taught me so much and it's helped me get to where I'm at. So uh, yeah. definitely uh, shout out to that. That's a, that's a good idea. That's pretty cool. So let me ask you this, Colt. When it comes to putting gas in your car... Uh, are you my car? Mm-hmm. My truck. He's <laughs> your your truck. So, are you picky about where you go to get gas, or do you just go you know, where I it's used, cheapest? I used to. I used to be really picky. I used to get the mid range, and we pull a camper. We used to pull a camper, so I always wanted that mid range. Mid range. Um. Now, what is driving me is the discount at Kroger. Same. Okay. It's the discount at Kroger. I go in there the other day. I felt so accomplished because when I put in my number. I got twenty cents off a gallon of gas. This was awesome. Well, cents last time and, I was um, so so now, and I've studied a little bit. And I think gas is gas. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little scratch there. But I, you know, and I could be wrong there. There's different qualities of gas. I'm well, sure it's interesting that you said that because there has been a thread going on in, in on a Lynchburg site where somebody got bad gas at a Kroger. Did they really? And and they're saying that they're now they've got these repairs on their cars, and then a couple of other people has said something as well. I've always argued with my Mark about that, because he is very, very funny about about, about where now, I get I gas in my car. Was when, when the gas is coming down the line. I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe somebody can call in and tell us on this. But when it's coming down the line, they mark the different grades of gas with, say, water in the pipe. Or a lower grade. And so the gas you get at some of these other places, Sam's, Walmart, um, Kroger, it might be the lower grade gas at the edge of the marker. So it's or, not or mixed. Pure, or mixed. Yeah. I've never had a problem with that. I don't know. But it's, it's <laughs> really, have you had a problem with that? Well, I, I haven't had a problem with it. But like I say, my mark is very passionate about yeah. this. Yeah. And there's a story now. We, we, I saw that online yeah. okay. earlier this week. And there's a story now out of Sterling, Virginia, uh, where multiple people came forward with expensive repairs to their car due to excessive water in their tanks after pumping gas at a 7-Eleven station in Sterling, Virginia. I would think that there could be moisture that would develop in the storage tanks in the ground. Well, things like that. So apparently it, it was rainwater. It was rainwater. Rainwater somehow Were got they in filling their car in the rain. No, <laughs> the company said rainwater entered the store's gas tanks. Okay. I yeah. see. So that's not really a gas quality issue per se. Exactly. They it, from. it might be just um, tanks Bad that need repair. Tank. They, Bad gas tanks. They yeah. say that uh, multiple people came forward. They've been slapped with bills over $1,000 after fueling up at a specific 7-Eleven on Davenport Drive in Sterling between October 2nd and 3rd. And they said that their car stalled just minutes after topping off their tanks. 
they probably need to look into that 7-Eleven. Um, well, the they've admitted they the company has admitted that rainwater got into oh got into that. Yeah, here's a tip: don't go there. Yes, <laughs> they say they've taken steps to prevent anyone else from pumping mid grades for the time being. Everyone who was affected came forward, uh, said they used the mid grade gas. I think those are going to be an isolated incident, though. Right. I well, I can, hope yeah, so. I hope so. But that that would be horrible to have that now, happen, though. Now, your mark. Is he big into engines and cars? He is. I mean, he is. He is your okay. Every man's man. Um, he's yeah. just that kind of guy, <laughs> and he thinks you ought to take care of your car. Traded you know, in there. Were you just saying you're a man's man? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that you know you need to maintain your car properly and yes. and and all of that. And he he thinks he is convinced that it, it makes a difference. So I, I don't think know. it probably does. I mean, the octane. If your octane is at a bad level, your engine's going to ping. You know, you're going to yeah. get that knock and you're going to lose power. So, yeah, he's he's big. That's a big thing for him. I so. have a friend who's a mechanic. Uh-huh. And certain, now, what does he say? Well, I've, I'm going to talk to him after this because <laughs> he's my go-to guy. He's a GM mechanic. He worked at the dealer. Now he works for um, Verizon. Right. And he knows everything. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to talk to him. Yeah, I, uh, I would. Yeah. It's five and dine on the morning jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They are busy cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. And right now they are taking orders for company turkeys and hams. So if that's something that you're uh, giving your employees this year and that's a corporate thing that you're doing, FNL would love for you to buy local. They're going to hook you up. Call 434-846-7448 and ask to speak with Todd and he'll make sure that you're taken care of. This week at FNL, they have leg quarters, a 10-pound package for $6.80. So you get 10 pounds of chicken leg quarters for $6.80. That's a great deal. This is a great way to make a beautiful fall dish with those roasted chicken leg quarters with a vegetable orzo. You're going to preheat your oven to 400 degrees. And then in an oven-proof dish, you're going to place your chicken leg quarters seasoned with salt, pepper, garlic, and some paprika. And then drizzle some olive oil over it. Roast it for about 35 minutes until it's cooked through. You can turn it uh, to make sure both sides uh, get a little browned. Or you can just leave it on the one side and get that really crispy skin, which is what my family likes. Meantime, you're going to peel and chop an onion, carrot, and celery stalks. And put those together in a pan with some broccoli florets and the remaining oil. Stir that for about five minutes until they softened up a bit. Then add in your orzo and chicken stock and cook for about 15 minutes or so with the lid on until the orzo is cooked and the vegetables are tender. Then you add in your cooked butternut squash, garnish it with some parsley, and serve it up. Want to see this recipe? Go to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market where their meats are a cut above. Fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. 
I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL, save on sirloin tip roast, $3.98 a pound. Whole boneless pork loins are $2.69 a pound and sliced for free. Family pack boneless pork chops are $2.98 a pound. And leg quarters are $6.80 for a 10-pound bag. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833-605-1804. Join the VIP Text Club for exclusive deals and flash sales. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly, a machine seizing and becoming stuck. It's a sweet preserve made from fruit. The Common Sense Radio Talk Show. The Morning Jam. Going to say a big old howdy to our truckers out there. We always appreciate them listening to the Morning Jam and calling us when they can. They text us right much. Well, I think it's talk text based on some of the <laughs> the way some of those well, come through. We can the Siri replacements. Yeah. I was gonna say is yeah, you can't really say they text us because that technically we're indicting them, sort of. Well, they but they talk text, and you yes, can tell by the way some yeah. of them hands come across. Free. Yeah. Hands free. <laughs> You're like, wait, what are you trying to say? I don't, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, so what is your favorite holiday, Colt? <sighs> well, my favorite time of year is the fall. I yeah. love when it changes and the coolness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite holiday. I guess should I say Christmas? I don't know. I like. Uh, well, you don't have to say it. anything. Yeah. My yeah. favorite, by far, is Thanksgiving. Same. Thanksgiving yeah. is really cool. It's you, it's all the love. It's all the food. It's all the, the family. Oh. All the sleep. <laughs> Mine's di- my reasons are different. Well, hat, food. food and football. Let me ask yeah. you a question. <laughs> yeah. After, let me ask you a question. After you eat your Thanksgiving meal, do you feel like you're hungry? Like. 30 minutes later or something like that ready to eat again not at my weird, not in my yours? family no, we go to two well if i'm home we go to like two thanksgiving yeah so like, that's a lot that's a lot i think well, all the carbs that change into sugar and all of a sudden, at my house you start at the minute you walk through the door with appetizers Ooh. and so you graze 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 dinner yeah <laughs> and then you hang out hang out hang out dessert yeah so nobody's hungry in my yeah. house i make I, sure I, I would agree with you there but you know what um, it's, they are saying now, studies are showing one in four Americans are passing on Thanksgiving and why is that? this year. Well, uh, they say, according to a new survey from Personal Capital, high turkey prices coupled with inflation and job loss. So get a small turkey. Get a small chicken. Well, turkey prices are on the rise for sure. And um, turkeys are striking. The, <laughs> the price per pound is almost two dollars. Current prices are up a dollar fifteen from last year. Wow. Now starting at a dollar ninety nine per pound. Uh, I will say that FNL has uh, turkeys a dollar eighty eight per pound, and then they have the the turkey breast for two eighty eight a pound. They've got some really cool stuff out there. They do. Oh, I love that place. But it's better to go ahead and get that turkey now 
yeah. rather rather than than to wait. But I think a lot of it is like we we have a lot of people over, and if you've lost a job or something, it's it, you know it's harder That's to true. to do yes. that. Yes. Um, and they're saying that the price of an eight to sixteen pound turkey is pretty pretty high. Production to raise turkeys has also increased. Turkey feed has gone up ten percent. Uh, CNBC reported that the bird flu usually strikes during the colder months, spreading across livestock. This year, commercial turkey producers uh, reported cases in July when most farmers are preparing for the holiday season. And um, the, with grocery prices increasing, many Americans are shifting their spending habits and foregoing some holiday staples. Uh, to prioritize the favorites, respondents say they'll cut cranberry sauce, which nobody eats anyway. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I like cranberry sauce. I always have the cranberry I like sauce. I it when it comes out of the can and it's shaped like a can. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't do, I don't do that cranberry <laughs> sauce. Um, mac and cheese. There would be rioting if I didn't do mac and cheese. Mac, mac and cheese. Mac and really cheese is a must. Uh, yeah. Broccoli, yams, yeah. cornbread. cornbread. What? Wait no. a minute. What about mashed potatoes? No. Uh, well... 30, 31% say uh, that they will be having their mashed potatoes and stuffing. Yeah. Gotta oh. have your titers, man. Uh-huh. And uh, 74% still plan to celebrate in some way. Nine uh, in 10 planned a, a celebration last year, it said. You know, with every holiday, you can still, it's about family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have the biggest and the best. You, you know, don't. have chicken uh cornish game hens exactly little things like that. or roast a couple of beautiful you, you, chickens you know what we do we get the we get the chickens and i have a rotisserie on my grill mm-hmm. i love this thing and i put it in there and it just slowly turns right and those things are so much better than cold here make me or, jealous as someone who can't have a grill because what? where they live oh the grills ah. are awesome yeah well yeah, have and, a small, and have a we do uh, you can do a, a smaller turkey mm-hmm. and and then do like we always do like a tenderloin like a pork tenderloin yeah. or something like that to go with it so there are a lot of options and i'll tell you one of the most favorite meals that we do at christmas because people are so tired of holiday food is because we have a combined family when we have all the kids over okay. before christmas right. we do feliz navidad and we uh, have all mexican food which is very That's, affordable do you take the traditional um food and put it on tortillas or do you actually have no no, no we we you, do, do full-on okay. it's full-on you know we have the fajita chicken okay we have the the hamburger you know kind of filling mm-hmm. then really we have cool. the chorizo do you set it up like a buffet yes so they can make their oh buffets are awesome where people can and so you have the fajitas and, and you have, can do a salad or you can a do salad. a bowl or you can do Taco your salads are great or you can do soft or hard shells yeah and that's a really affordable way you don't have to have a traditional no christmas dinner no. do felice navidad this year and keep it on the cheap and i'll guarantee you most of your family is going to be thrilled yeah if you do that so there's yeah. lots of ways you can you can save but i thought that was crazy I that one in my, four aren't going to celebrate i would still have my cranberry sauce with the, with the fully snobby tacos i think though <laughs> well if it was <laughs> if it was you do you eat cranberry sauce at christmas i like cranberry sauce all the time i just like the taste of cranberries okay you know and at my age it's good for me all right, I'm not going to judge go you. There. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're young at heart. Rachel. A couple. I mean, well, no. Wait a minute now. Listen a couple here. in England uncovered a treasure as they were renovating their home, redoing features that have been around since the 18th century. The husband and wife, who have chosen to remain anonymous, that means they must have found a lot of money, uh, found a rare collection of gold coins underneath the floorboards of their kitchen, according to the BBC. 
The coins were dated from 1610 to 1727. Wow. The whole collection recently sold for over $800,000. They sold it for over $800,000? Yes. That's why they're anonymous. I wonder how much they paid in taxes. That's the problem when you find something like this, but that is super cool. That's true. Auctioneer Gregory Edmund called the treasure a a treasure trove, 120 years of English history hidden in a pot about the size of a soda can. The coins were sold to dozens of buyers, which uh, the Spink and Son, which dates to 1666 itself, and they said an imperfectly minted coin from 1720 fetched the highest individual price of all, $69,930. For one coin? For one coin. It almost sounds like a Bitcoin. The oh, price. For, I don't know. From they, 1720? But Bitcoin's in the toilet now, so anyway. But wow, that is super cool. I know. Could, nothing like gold. that ever happens to me. <sighs> I know. It's pretty cool, though. So I, I wonder how much of that they get to keep. Yeah, I don't know. It's a wonder they didn't just go on the down low and try to sell them find <laughs> individually. Something like that, right? You, you just sell like one at a time. Like this mm-hmm. is my retirement. Right. I'll cash in one coin for this year. I had a friend who did that with baseball cards. Okay. That was his retirement, and it actually worked out pretty well for him. Seems keep like it, a risky, keep risky it low venture. Key, yeah. You know, and uh, that's yeah. You yeah. just sell one every now and then, and then you're kind of good to go. Colt, thanks for joining you're us this welcome. morning. It's always fun. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Friday Funnies because it is Friday, and we always try to lighten it up that way. Thanks so much for joining us this morning on the Morning Jam. We'll be back and look forward to spending Friday with you. Keep our number handy and uh, keep it in your phone, 866-916-3776. We'd love for you to call in and join in the conversation. If you missed our, our uh, conversation with CBS correspondent Scott, McFarland. Uh, that's going to be up on our SoundCloud later on today. And uh, he had some interesting information to share and thoughts on President Trump. Some I agreed with, some I did not. But we'll let you be the the, the judge, judge on that one. That's right. But, uh, I'm sure we'll all have a great day today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. We'll see you tomorrow.